Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College presents Liberty Mail with the Student Fellows of Faith and Freedom. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Liberty Mail. I'm Grace Riley and it is my honor and privilege to be joined today with the Honorable Newt Gingrich. We're here at the 15th annual Ronald Reagan lecture and we're so happy to have him here. Well, I'm delighted to be here and anytime I have a chance to come to a great conservative institution and to talk about a great conservative president. I think it's terrific. Yeah, absolutely. So just to start, as a member of Gen Z, I think a lot about the famous quote by Ronald Reagan that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. What would your advice be to the younger generations as we're kind of looking at our country and we'll be the leaders soon. So what would your advice to young conservatives be in looking at our country, especially with the secular left kind of becoming more radical? Well, I, my advice is, first of all, to read history, read biographies, find out what, what has made this the freest country in the world for over 200 years, what are the principles, and then apply them. And then I would also say you have to have the courage to stand up and argue for the truth and to argue for the principles that work. You know, when we say we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, in the Declaration of Independence, well, that clearly says our entire country is based on the vision of a creator. And I think you have to be prepared to take on the people who have contempt for freedom and have contempt for America and just point out that the long-term cost of their behavior is dictatorship and the fact that all of us get reduced to being subordinate to some dictator. Yeah, absolutely. Those great points. And I know here at the Institute, we think a lot about that and about how, as young conservative leaders, we can be talking with our generation um, and, you know, talking about those truths and principles and about um, just American values as a whole. So also just thinking about the big midterm election coming up. In 1994, um, there was a red wave where we took both chambers of Congress back. And with you coming into being the new Speaker of the House, you were charged with um, turning the law, the popular campaign position, um, contract with America into law. What do you think are the challenges that you faced back when that happened? And then looking into what's going on right now, what are some of the challenges that the new Congress will be facing? Well, one of the things I do, I actually carry around, this is the commitment to America that Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans developed. And I think it's a good idea. And people can go to commitmenttoamerica.com and they can actually see 150 specific proposals. I think the, the biggest thing to remember is that you have to set big goals. You have to keep focused on them. You have to have cheerful persistence and not let, you know, this self-government's very hard. It's the hardest thing we do other than fighting a civil war. And <clears throat> to get it to work, to get... 435 independently elected House members, 100 independently elected senators, <clears throat> a president who's elected independently. To find some way to get that to work is really extraordinarily difficult. And I would hope that the newly elected Republican majority in the House and Senate uh, will really recognize that they have to have cheerful persistence, they have to be prepared to have debates, but then to focus on what do the American people want? I mean, if you really believe, as Lincoln did, in government of the people, by the people, and for the people, well, then you need to pay attention to the people. And 
What can we do to offer solutions that move us towards the future the American people want? If they will focus on that, they'll be very successful. The country will be much better off. And I think we will find that uh, we really have a, a great future for your generation. Yeah, absolutely. And I certainly hope so and hope that, yes, our leaders consider all of those things going forward. Um, and just thinking about Reagan, especially being here at the 15th annual Reagan Lecture Series, what do you think that the modern conservative party today can think about and take from late Reagan's leadership? I think Reagan had a belief, first of all, in the basic truths of the American system. I think he was a deeply, deeply patriotic and very well-informed uh, American. I think second, Reagan believed that if he talked with the American people about core values, that he and they could bring enough pressure to bear on Congress to get things done. And then third, uh, Reagan was a very happy guy. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, we had been uh, elected for about three or four months, and, and they invited us down to the White House. And we about 90 members of the Republican Party in the House went down. And Reagan came in, and we're all standing there watching. And he gets up and he says, he says, I want to tell you about these, these parents that had, they had twins. And one twin was always optimistic, no matter what. And the other twin was always pessimistic, no matter what. And they said, we've got to break them of this. They've got to learn that the world's balanced. So they decided for Christmas that they would give the pessimistic child the best toys in the world. And they would give the optimistic child a room filled with horse manure. And so they sent each of them into their two rooms, waited about an hour, went in, first to the pessimistic child, who's sitting in the middle of the room, surrounded by toys, crying. And they go, you got all these great toys. Why are you crying? He said, well, that one's going to break. And the batteries are going to run on that one. And somebody's going to steal this one. And he went around and explained a bad outcome for every single toy. And they thought, well, that didn't work. So they go next door where the optimist has been given a room full of horse manure. And they walk in, and this little kid is running around throwing horse manure up in the air, yelling, wee, wee. And they said, what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for the pony. Oh, my. <laughs> and Reagan turned to us, and he said, you know, I'm the guy who's always looking for the pony. Which is great. And, yeah, no, it's such a great story. And, and that's why people, one of the reasons people loved him so much, because he had that sense of humor. He was able to connect with the people um, and just be a great conservative leader that we all look up to today. And he smiled a lot because he really did look for the pony. Yeah, he really did. He really, really did. Yeah, well, thank you so, so much for joining us today. It was such a privilege to speak with you and to have you here. Um, and make sure to just subscribe and check out the rest of in the Institute for Faith and Freedom stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. For more information on the Institute for Faith and Freedom, visit faithandfreedom.com.